0: hey guys hope we are all doing well welcome back to another episode of the content creator podcast the podcast to help creators create and if you work in marketing you own a business a brand or you even just want to grow your youtube channel and personal brand then this podcast is for you. We discuss all things content, all things creation, all things marketing. Um, and now and again, I will be diving into individual platforms, strategies, uh, and certain types of content. But for the most part, I tend to keep things quite high level. Um, I'm well aware that there'll be different types of creators on here across, across all you know types of different uh, platforms. But I think a lot of the strategy stuff is actually very, very relevant. So you know no matter what platform so i really hope that this is going to be a helpful one this is all about this episode how to actually become more efficient in your content creation so i think everything that i'm going to cover today is going to be relevant no matter what type of content it is that you're producing no matter what uh, you know area of business uh you're in or what area or sector your business is in um, and indeed what kind of content it is that you prefer to create and what platform uh you are on i think all of these are very very relevant I'm going to try and keep it short. It's going to be relatively quick fire, but we'll see how we get on with that. There may be a few points that I want to make along the way. Um, But firstly, we will kick things off with the stuff that you can do for free. Okay. So, you know, kind of organizational type stuff, mindset type stuff that you can uh, do, you know, at zero cost to improve your efficiency. So first and foremost is have somewhere for all of your ideas. So as creators we 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 tend to be anyways quite creative we tend to have all these different ideas you can guarantee that they come to you at the most um, awkward of times uh, when you you know you're kind of trying to get to sleep is always when i end up having uh, a lot of ideas and a post actually on that from stephen bartlett that i saw today you know kind of highlighting the importance of rest for that very reason uh, boredom <laughs> as when, when creator as creators as when we tend to stop i certainly know for me as soon as i'm not doing anything i'm immediately bored but i do immediately have uh ideas because your mind is allowed to wonder so um anyway so rest is quite important but have somewhere for all of your ideas for that very reason so i use trello all of my ideas go down into Trello. Um, I kind of have a shiny object syndrome, so I have a separate board for kind of, you know, all these different business ideas and all that sort of stuff. And I'll sit on those for about three months. Um, and if I've still got those ideas in three months, or I'll, I'll tend not to write things down in that board, actually, because if I'm still thinking about it in three months, then it's important. If I'm not, then it was just a passing you know, fad and it wasn't wasn't worth looking into anyways. Um, but have somewhere for all of your ideas, when, especially when it's a good one. So i've started doing i've got a board for all of my uh winter media content i have a trello board uh for all of my affinity racing content and i have a trello board for all of my drumming content as well because there is so much on all three of those that all three of them on one board i wouldn't even know where to look um and i have those sectioned out right so i have uh, you know kind of my podcast episodes individual videos kind of like little short linkedin clips and things like that even down to blogs and things like that or instagram stories I have everything on there, so as soon as I have an idea, don't let that idea slip straight into Trello, you know, write a few bullet points so you won't forget, Uh, and I think that's a very, very good way, first of all, just to have things organized, right, because we can always have those ideas, and they can be good, but we can still forget them, even if they're good, Um, and on that note, the more that you script your content, so if you do have an idea, like I say, a few bullet points. When I normally come to film my content, I like to make, um, started to get into the habit of making at the very least a few bullet points. Um, and the closer you can get to a fully fledged script, uh, the better. Um, so I'm talking obviously mostly videos here, but this will, uh, you know, kind of apply to, um, or it won't apply to something like a podcast, for example, but it'll apply to a lot of content, get your ideas down, fledge it out as much, as much as you can and take it from there. Um, so, let's have a look here. So um, the more that you script your content, the easier that it, it, it is when you come to record them. Um, and not only are you saving time recording, but you're saving time editing as well. And if you're outsourcing that to someone and someone's doing the edits for you, um, then you're saving money as well because it's not going to take them as long to edit. Um, so the more that you can um, script your content and all that sort of stuff, the better. So with that, templates. So the next thing I wanna talk about is templates. So everything can be templated, it may be hard to believe, everything can be templated without sucking the creativity and constantly uh, or completely killing off the creativity of your content. So creativity in itself is subjective. Um, So any part of the process or, or kind of nuance within your content um, can be the bit of creativity that you get the most enjoyment out of, or the most, um, uh, you know, kind of creative creative input um, in your content. So, for example, Affinity Racing, um, I have a series called the Pure Pace series. Uh, I don't know why I called it that. I'm not very good at the racing. I'm not that fast, but Pure Pace, anyways, was the, the name that I went for, um, which is unedited, uncut, uh, full Races on YouTube, right? So from when the lights go out to when I cross the line, um, and there's the video of me. I obviously have the screenplay or the gameplay capture through uh, through my cam link and the camera of me on the on the wheel, and then that is the video. Um, and I'm going to talk about bulk recording that and stuff uh, a little bit later on. So the actual edits, the intros, the outros, the, even the thumbnails, the YouTube descriptions as well, everything possible about those is templated. But where I get the creative kick from in those videos is actually the nuances within the race itself. So I never know how well the race is gonna go, whether I'm starting at the front, whether I'm starting at the back, in the middle, whether I'm gonna crash on the first corner, that bit's normally a guarantee. But whether I crash on the first corner, whether I you know, win the race from the back, whatever, that is where the nuance is in that particular you know, pillar of content. So for me, uh, cause I have a microphone on me while I'm doing these races. So for me, the actual uh, creative part or where i get the kick if you like is the commentary so actually having to come up with things on the spot as we're going around the corners and as we're overtaking or, or, or crashing more likely um and having to you know kind of think on your feet with the, that type of commentary for me that is the nuance in that content where i get the enjoyment from you know do not fear the the, the more that you can put into a template the better do not fear that it's going to pull creativity away from your content, because a lot of the time that is actually not true. If anything, it just fast tracks your creativity. It allows you to get more done. It allows you to have, you know, more ideas, more thoughts, more, um, more, more creativity. In my eyes, I really don't think that templating um, things restricts that in any way. If you've got the right strategy uh, behind it. So in terms of templates, um, to start talking quite specifically here, in terms of branding templates is one. Um, So basic things like colors, brand guidelines, fonts, everything in between can all be templated. Um, And that saves you when you're editing your videos, when you're creating things in Canva, whatever it is, saves you having to manually type in that hex code every time, saves you having to manually select the font every single time, all that sort of stuff and the colors and placement of where things will go on your thumbnails. A lot of those, uh, like I say, can be templated, and the sub benefit, which I've talked about before, of that is not only are you getting things done quicker, but you're actually also um, subconsciously, I think, uh, developing a bit of a brand, um, a bit of a brand, brand recognition. You're using the same colours. Um, your templates are starting to look the same. They're starting to look good because you would have spent a little bit of time probably getting a, a decent one together. Um, all that sort of stuff. And the same goes, I do this for all of my uh, clients as well, actually, but the same goes for your video editing software. So I have a what I call a central uh, library, works particularly well on Final Cut, um, where all of my assets, all of my like live stream intros, my race video intros, my titles, overlays, everything, punch my microphone, sorry, everything will be in that and so all that I have to do when I edit my pure pace videos is I grab the footage, sync it all up, jobs are good, and- I have my intro, my outro, my titles, overlays, subscribe here, my name, and all the rest of it. Just copy and paste it on, and that's it done. Um, and those videos in themselves, because I bulk record, which we'll we'll get onto. I get everything done in like a day. It's like five, six, seven videos. It's a week's worth of content in a in a few hours. So I'm getting very very quick at that. It's the first thing that I do for clients if I if when I've got them on on retainers, um, so that it makes it cheaper for them as well, quicker for me, easier to get things done, and a whole load more efficient. So I mentioned bulk recording there as well, so uh, I do this for this podcast now, so I've bulk recorded quite a few episodes, uh, and and for Affinity Racing, as I mentioned. I also have my drum channel, so when I go into the studio, I try and record, because uh, the studio time is quite costly, I try and record as much as I possibly can. One thing, however, I am in the m- middle of moving house, I want to build a drum studio at home so that I can have everything set up um, and I can just jump behind the kit learn the song and, 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 and go um, and I suppose the benefits of that we'll talk about a little bit uh, a little bit later so recording in bulk is huge I do this for as I say podcast the racing drums and uh, the affinity racing Mondays now for me is the date, even on my email signature all the all my clients know I do not work Mondays I do work Mondays because I'm on affinity racing but I don't see it as work um, so Monday is spent recording the races, Monday is spent editing the races, and Monday night is spent live streaming the races. Um, So, you know, like literally a 12, 14 hour stint all day on Gran Turismo. Not a bad way to spend a Monday. Took a little bit of time to be able to do it, but there we go. And that means I get all of my content for the week for Affinity Racing, or at least that pillar of, excuse me, that pillar of content. Um, I get that recorded and it's ready to go for the whole week. Um, So that is very, very helpful as opposed to recording those episodes separately every day. Um, So repurposing content as well. So this is um, something a little bit different, but it's kind kind of maximizing your content as opposed to being efficient with it. If you've already created it, it's there. This is more about getting the most out of it. So it's a great way to become more efficient in terms of filling your socials with great content. Um, And it ensures you're actually maximizing, uh, you you know, all of the content and the assets and everything that you have on file. So I always like to use podcasts as the, you know, the prime example for this. Um, And the Joe Rogan formula as a lot of us marketeers kind of call it, um, is you will have the parent content, you will have the full episode, and then you might have, you know, five, six, seven um, kind of uh, key conversations, topics, discussions, debates that you can clip out onto your social media. Um, and Joe Rogan obviously does this all the time with all of his, no matter what the discussions, uh, you know, no matter who he's had on the podcast, he will have, um, you know, five, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 different clips uh, that go onto YouTube. And it raises awareness not only of the person that's on the podcast for, for whoever does this, it raises awareness of your brand, it keep, keeps your socials. Uh, filled. It keeps your audience, you know, kind of engaged, and it keeps uh, people might get either want to go watch the full podcast, or they might get involved and comment on the on the particular discussion that you've had. So, um, you know, these two, three, five, ten-minute segments could easily fill your socials for you know a whole week's worth of content. I wouldn't put them all out Monday, Tuesday through to Sunday. And maybe you know schedule things out and and have a bit of variety but you get the point um and you know all while raising awareness like i say of the full episode the brand engaging your audience so the next thing like i say i'm going to try and keep this quick fire but we're we're maybe already quite a bit into this um is equipment and setup so again affinity racing is always the prime example because For me, this is the one that I've spent the most time and money on, trying to get the right setup, trying to get... um, And I say the right setup, it's not the most expensive equipment, it's just that I've got... Affinity Racing has all of its own equipment. So, assuming that you've already got the equipment, trying to get things where you can set up within a matter of minutes, or, you know, kind of like press and go, switch things on and go, is, in my opinion, one of the single biggest things that can kind of influence the success of content and success of things like YouTube channels, which... Just require consistency, and I mentioned in a previous podcast efficiency. Do ne- you never underestimate the power of efficiency, because it leads to consistency, and you know consistency and the and the compounding effect, the power of the compounding effect, is just something that you know our our tiny little minds can never com- quite comprehend the power uh, that it provides. So if you're able to you know do that nice and quick. You can get loads of episodes recorded, you can get loads of things done very, very quickly, remain consistent uh, and reap the the rewards. So um, let's just move straight on. And just to quickly go back to a previous episode, I talked about how I reduced my setup time from 30 minutes every live stream two or three times a week on the on the racing channel down to 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 two minutes and how much time if you think that that's going to cost you throughout a year um you know a few hours a week a few good few hours a month hundreds of hours over the course of a year um you really ought to save that time save yourself the money and the uh you know the long-term cost um that's going to cost your business so moving on to actually spending a little bit of money, okay? So investing in a little bit of equipment. As I say, I've got multiple now setups. So that means my podcast setup stays the same, Affinity Racing setup stays the same, um, and the, the drums forever live in the back of my uh, van. Um, but the you know this can improve efficiency in your setup time for a start, like we say, if you're not having to move everything about, um, but also makes your videos and audio look and sound a lot better. Right, so if you invest in equipment that you didn't have in the first place, it, it improves things from that side um, for a start. And it also means that there's less likely that you're going to, if you're setting up a camera every time and it's never in the same place, There's you know it's likely that you might get this or that in the background and you didn't want to, or the lighting might not be perfect. If you can improve all those things, it means you're not having to fix them in the edit. right? So you're saving filming time, you're saving setup time and you're saving uh, editing time, post-production time. And if you are outsourcing that, you're saving money as well. Um, so that's, you know, a pretty a pretty big winner. So many times I've actually felt guilty um, of quoting clients higher than a typical podcast edit, for example, should actually be. And the reason that that's been, is because they're, uh, you know, their podcasts, they may have recorded it over Zoom. Uh, and I'll always tell people, you know, for that particular example, always record your audio from your phone because the sound into zoom is horrific and it means that if the other person's recording on their phone both of you clapping and use that audio then it doesn't matter what the video is doing too much because you're limited to how much you can edit that on zoom so a very specific example but there's been many times i've been sent that footage and i've gone look this is crap, basically, right? Your um, your your audio is always the main thing for a podcast. Your audio is not that good. Um, you know, there's maybe been not a very good connection. You're on a crap webcam. You're on a uh, you're not you've not used a microphone. Um, you've used the headphone. You've used the microphone from your headphones. Every time you move your head, you can hear it scratching against your t-shirt. I'm going to have to spend all this time now editing that out. Um, I'm now going to have to fix that and that is going to, you know, I'm going to have to spend time on that. It's going to cost you a little bit more. Had you have done what I told you to do, you wouldn't have that cost. So that's something that you need to avoid as well. So, you know, put on mic, quality, camera, quality, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, you know, sometimes purchases as small as 50 pounds, hundred pounds or a few hundred, you know, you know, like dollars or pounds could actually save you thousands in editing time whether that's because you're editing it yourself and you can now spend that on client time or whether or not uh, you're outsourcing it, as I say. Um, and on the subject of outsourcing, we're going to wrap things up here with a couple of a couple of things that you can look to outsource. So um, the first thing actually, which I don't have written down for thumbnails and things like that for videos, they tend to be an afterthought for a lot of people and uh, myself sometimes as well. Um, you'll create a video, you go, right, that's brilliant. You put it onto YouTube and then you see that upload thumbnail thing and you go, oh, bugger, I forgot to i forgot to do that. So things like Fiverr can be quite good for that. If you've got some decent assets, a decent you know, little brand guidelines, stuff like that can be very good. Um, so just mentioning that one whilst I didn't have it written down. So ton of things, okay, that you can outsource in content. Obviously I mentioned thumbnails there. Um, and I mentioned in a previous episode that I started outsourcing my copywriting. And the reason for that was, as I make the habit of kicking my camera pretty much every episode, um, and the reason for that was um, I'm not very good at copywriter, okay? I can make myself some notes. and write myself a script relatively half-decent at talking on camera. Sometimes I have to talk very slow, remind myself to talk slow for the horrific Geordie northern accent. But just sometimes I can't quite translate that onto a onto paper or I can't, you know, onto a, onto a website blog. So um, outsourcing that was very, very helpful. Saved me the time. It meant a, a better job uh, done as well um and you can easily do that if you're not very good at editing if you're not very good um you know at uh kind of audio production or things like that save yourself the time become more efficient by outsourcing allow someone to do a better job quicker job and possibly and most likely cost you less in the long run yes it might cost you 100 quid or 50 quid 20 quid to get something edited but is that going to be worth that versus you spending six hours trying to to work it out it probably it's probably going to be worth it the other thing um is you know outsourcing the 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 tasks themselves so as i say like the the video editing uh podcasts someone edit your videos even the distribution this is an important one the distribution of your content so um uploading to social media um uploading to youtube to facebook scheduling all of those writing out the descriptions whatever it might be a lot of that while some of it can be templated um is very very time consuming. So you could actually outsource that. You could have a VA, you could you know a virtual assistant, um, or you could just have if you've got someone on board, or you do have a team, you've got employees, you could you could have some of that um, outsourced in that sense and save yourself the time and allow that you know an hour that you may have spent scheduling a week's worth of content, you could have recorded another four videos in that time. I like to think of uh, the content itself as the investment. And everything else beneath it and prior to it as a cost. So it's you know might not always be a financial cost, um, but that means that it's then a cost of time. Um, so you know, I think the only thing that you can't get away with when you need yourself to be on camera, for example, that's a cost that you just have to you have to accept. Um, but there's things that you can do to reduce that cost because you can spend half the amount of time on camera um and like i say outsourcing and all that sort of stuff all of those things are a cost whether or not you do the six hours editing or you get someone else it's all a cost the actual investment is the final final piece of content that you have that you put onto youtube put onto linkedin put onto facebook put wherever onto tiktok uh, or you you know as a blog and hopefully that engages with your audience and the investment And it's quite ironic we talk about investments because I would instantly go to kind of the compounding effect that you have with stocks. If you were to get 10% gain on stocks over, you know, investing £100 a a month, get the numbers right over 30 years or 25 years, you'd be a millionaire because of the, the compounding effect. Think of that with your content. If you can get a piece of content out every week or every few days or just, you know, every month, whatever it is that you set the compounding effect that you will have of that over time will be uh, pretty astonishing. So always treat the content as the actual investment. Everything else beneath it is a cost that you want to try and minimize, essentially. So aside from that, um, you know, you could actually have someone to help with the content ideas themselves because that can be quite difficult. Coming up with a subject, even if you're doing a podcast interviewing people, you know, sorting that out, there's a friend of mine who runs a a very good podcast schedules it every every Monday uh, 4pm a client of mine and I've got no idea how he manages to still do it himself Um, he'll often text me going you know this person's dropped out hopefully got this person replacing this person gonna interview them there and do this then and then uh, insane and things like that uh, you could have someone to schedule your your guests and book your guests and all that sort of stuff as well so If you have nowhere to begin with your YouTube, your podcasts and more topics to discuss, um, you know, then there's plenty of people out there uh, for that sort of thing. Don't underestimate the power of having someone help and come up with those ideas. It may even be the first idea and you go, right, I get it now. That's how a podcast comes together. That's the way we do it. We introduce this, we do this, or this is how a YouTube video comes together. And that might be all that you need. So, you know, reach out to people, ask the questions, ask for help, drop me a message, more than happy to help anybody that I can do. I said that this was gonna be quick fire. I just see my camera flick past 25 minutes of the of the raw footage. So maybe not the shortest of episodes, but you never do know. Uh, I'll try and get better and ramble a little bit less in future. But I hope this episode uh, has helped you. Really, really do hope that it has. There are so many things that I'm probably forgetting to mention, to be honest with you. Um, but any way that you can reduce the time that you're putting into your content without sacrificing the quality Make make sure that's very important. Play that bit again, loop it back around. rewind ten seconds. Uh, the 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 more time that you can reduce putting into your content without sacrificing the quality, the better. Always look for the more efficient ways of doing things. When you've got the right strategy, it's. It, it just becomes all about efficiency and executing on that strategy as best you can so there we go really hope that's helped everybody please do uh drop a like on facebook subscribe uh drop a like on facebook i got that totally wrong please do subscribe on youtube please do leave a review um on the podcast make sure you share this with as many creators as you possibly know um, i really hope that this can help out many people like i say are building their personal brand building their business, or if you work in marketing um, and you want to get your get yourself some good results uh, for the end of month PowerPoint slides that uh, all those companies very much love, um, then make sure you do share it because I think this could be very, very helpful. So hope you've enjoyed this one. I shall catch you in the next episode. Keep creating and I shall see you soon.